just me. A place to be me, where you get to experience life. Life is a journey, not a guided tour. If you want the rainbow, you have to go through the rain. All right, all right, all right, and good day, everybody. This is just me, and this is Tracy, and I'm here with Sharina and Sasha today. And last week, we talked about the five love languages, and one thing that came out of that was communication. So this week, we're going to be talking about communication. What does it mean to communicate? Some barriers to effective communication that is in relationships, because again, this month, we're uh, celebrating love, so everything that we're talking about on our episodes for the month of February is surrounding love and relationship and communication. We know is that little bug that seems to show up in all of our relationships, and it can be a nasty bug or it could be a good bug, but we want it to be the best bug possible. So let's talk about what it means to communicate. So when we talk about communication, it's pretty much the the impact and or exchange of information, like really, you know, sitting together and figuring out, you know, what is what is to be said. And actually what's the goal as it relates to communicating? Because a lot of times people communicate without a purpose. So really making sure that we understand what we want to say and how we want the other person to perceive and understand it. What do you think, Miss Sasha? Absolutely. Just kind of summing it up, that's absolutely what communication is. And it sounds so easy when we talk about it or when we tell, we ask our spouse or we're telling kids, just tell me how you feel. But that's a loaded statement, you know, Mm -hmm. telling me how you feel. Because communication isn't just the words. It's a conglomerate of different things. It's the nonverbal cues. It's my body language. It's whether the person is actually listening um, to what you're saying and listening to hear and understand versus listening to respond. Whether or not eye contact is made. There's so many different things that are included in communication. So we're going to have a good conversation today, ladies. And it's it's funny how you mention it's like so smoothly and we take it for granted that we just talk and we think that talking is like communicating. But communication is made up of a whole lot of different little parts. And you kind of mentioned them. And I want to make sure that our listeners really like hear those parts that just talking is not communicating. It's just talk. And we want to be effective when we communicate to each other, especially in relationships. So if you're just talking, there's no way to to move forward and just talk because there's no real direction, no clarity. It's just talk. But when we communicate, it's better. It's a clear understanding where both parties have a clear understanding of how we move forward or how we don't move. You know, so if you can just go back and kind of touch those bases, you said like listening, active listening. What does it really mean to listen? If I'm talking, what's active listening? Well, with that being said, you know, just making sure that you have their full divided attention. So really making sure that, you know, the TV is not playing, the cell phone is not on, just making sure that you have, you're ready to show up for that conversation. That that's showing up. Yeah. I like that. So a lot of times I, I'll, I'll think it, make it personal that when I'm having a conversation with someone that when they turn their back to me and I'm talking, I'm like, did you hear what I said? And they were like, yeah, I heard you. It's like, it's impossible. 
It's like, but if you're looking at me, I think you will hear me more clearly. So then when they turn around, it's like, now did you hear what I said? They be like, okay, because it's another part that you mentioned, Sasha, it's the nonverbals because not only does our mouth speak, but what our body speaks too. So when um, someone says they're happy and they look sad, it's like, well, why you say you're happy? Because your body's saying you're sad. So it's like it makes it double-minded or uh, it's a misunderstanding takes place. So again, in effective communication, it's active listening. We know that body language, our body talks, that's part of communicating. That's a nonverbal, a nonverbal cue is that body language. Yeah, so something that we learn in school is like, you know, open communication, just making sure that your body is open for the communication that's about to take place. So really making sure your hands are not crossed, your feet is not crossed, making sure that you're in a position to receive what is about to, to be communicated. So that's open communication. Closed communication is, you know, you know, you're just, you're just not there. And so I ask people is that, so I tell people to ask yourself and also ask that person, is they ready to communicate? A lot of times people are not ready to communicate with you. Like, for example, you go and come in the house with your spouse and say, hey, let me tell you what happened today at work. You know, he's probably not, he or her is not probably not in the space to receive that topic at that present time. So maybe you need to ask them, hey, do you have a minute? I know, so, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Just giving people time to prepare as it relates to what is about to be said. So that that makes more sense when you say, to sh- when you show up. Yeah. People come in a room, and you're in the room, and you just start talking. Yes. But you really hadn't showed up. Yeah. So the example that you gave is excellent in a relationship. You come home, and you're ready to talk, and I didn't had a long day. Yeah. <laughs> And you just start, whoa, 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 And normally that's us females. We can go ahead and admit it. We just come in and we just dump our whole day on our, on our spouse or our significant other. And then we wonder why they're looking at us crazy. One, they're not ready to talk. They want to unwind in their own way. But we get offended because they're not receiving what it is that we have to say. We feel that they're giving us the cold shoulder. When in reality, they just wasn't ready to talk I was ready so we need to wait to find that right time to have that right conversation so we try to solve problems at the wrong time that timing is off I showed up but my significant other did not so why are we here because we both was not ready to communicate why do we have problems because I don't know how to talk to him he doesn't know how to talk to me or was we we just wasn't ready at the same time and it's good to know your partner to be able to identify those body, those, that body language. And even when you're talking, I know my mother always said, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Mm. <laughs> so that tone is important. I think um, one of the jokes we have in my marriage is you better watch your tone. So and how we say it, if you just come in and you hear me say it to my husband, you might look at me like, why are you talking to him that way? Or vice versa. But we have that understanding that, hey, that pitch might have been a little bit too high. Mm-hmm. You can say it a little bit better, Tracy. So the next time I say it, that I say it with a little more softness or a little more love. I could still mean the same thing. It has the same powerful punch. But just watching my tone is also important in communicating. You know, that's interesting. 
interesting that you said something about the tomb because you may not be ready to <laughs> present what you need to present because you might be in your emotion. Mm-hmm. So if you're in your emotions, that means you you may, you know, tighten your voice a little bit or just say things that you don't mean. So are you ready to show up? Mm-hmm. Something that I hear a lot. So I tell people, you know, before you communicate, ask yourself these simple questions. Are you sleepy? Are you hungry? Are you tired? Because if you're one of those things, it's hard to really communicate effectively. So you might need to do a self-check, you know, really before you start communicating. And that's funny because I know I sound different when I'm hungry. They call it hangry, right? You're hungry and angry at the same time. So you get to like hollering like, where's the butter? (laughs) So it's like, just calm down. You know, after I had that little biscuit or little cracker. Then I even I, t- I do realize that I talk a little bit softer or when I'm tired in the morning. If you're not a morning person, don't talk to my sister because she's like, morning, 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 morning. And it just gives you like this. Ugh. But if you're a morning person, you, you're able to receive it, you know, and it's like that's not too much. It's just too much. So it is important to show up. Timing is key. So if you out there, you know, you having them issues, check yourself like with Miss Smith said. Am I hungry? Am I tired? Did I just have an argument with my coworker? Or what is it that got me sounding like this or presenting this conversa- conversation in this manner to my significant others? And that kind of leads us into barriers to effective communication. Mm. What are some of the barriers? I think that with relationships, whether it be friendships, whether it be relationships with your parents, anything of that nature, we always, I say it sometimes, we always, but it's not always, we say, um, check your emotions, when in all actuality, it's okay to have emotions when we're trying to communicate, but we need to be a little more aware of how it impacts how we communicate. So I'm a very emotional person. So I know that if there is something going on where I just came back from something, I'm not in a good space, my space to have that conversation. So just being aware that, okay, if something has happened or if I just got off the highway and I'm already angry about the driving that's been occurring, I'm not going to want to have a heart-to-heart conversation with anyone. So recognizing that, okay, their anger is okay, sadness is okay, frustration is okay, is that the best time to have a conversation? And that's what we really need to be checking because we all experience emotions in different ways. So the emotions is not the issue. It's how we have them and how they show up in our communication. So, so if I'm in a relationship and I'm the emotional person, what advice could you give to my partner to handle me, this emotional person that you got stuck with, <laughs> to death do us part? <laughs> how do you help him handle me? And my emotions when it's time to talk, when he's ready to talk and I'm still emotional, Tracy. I know for me, what would be helpful is if emotional Tracy or if that other person, if myself, I'm aware that I'm going through something at that point in time. So I could just be frustrated that McDonald's messed up my order. Mm -hmm. I need to be in tune with myself to say that I know that I'm a little frustrated right now. So any type of communication is not going to be effective communication. But then for the spouse or for the other partner receiving that information, um, hoping that you guys have that understanding and that transparency transparency to say, hey, 
I recognize that you may be feeling a little frustrated right now. I'm going to come back when. So recognizing that, okay, my partner is recognizing that I may be in a little bit of a funk. That's okay. But thank you so much for recognizing that I want to communicate with you, but I'm not in a place to communicate at this point in time. So I think that's something that both parties have to work on because we get very defensive when we began to hear that you, 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 oh, well, you look like you're having an attitude this morning. Oh, really? That's my response. My guard goes up. (laughs) And so that kind of brings us to some of those things as far as barriers with communication, not using those I statements. Okay. All right. So that that would be helpful. I say for for me because one one of the barriers that I that I find is that um, acting like you understand or pretending to understand that other person or what's going on. Be like, yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah, I got you. And then I see your your behaviors and your response, and it was like, well, I thought you understood what you know what the mission was here. Why are you doing that? Oh well, maybe I thought no. See if you would have asked this question. When we started the, con- the initial conversation, we could have brought more clarity to it. So understanding is key and not pretending to understand. Asking those questions when your partner is sharing something, even if it sounds crazy to you, ask the questions to it stop sounding crazy. Because I declare some ideas that my spouse has does not make sense to me. Mm-hmm. So I have to ask certain questions and you, you might call it petty. But I have to make make sure I understand or get it to the place where, all right, I see the way you think, why you want to do it that way. I understand. So, okay, I can support it a little bit more. So understanding, um, not understanding or pretending to understand is also one of those barriers. Mm-hmm. And also just thinking that we know everything. Ooh, <laughs> say it again. Thinking that we know how the conversation should go and what the outcome of it. And we do that by basing it on other conversations or previous conversations. And people change all the time. Oh, I'm so guilty. Don't don't even look at me. Because a lot of times, like I say, I would say, I ask questions and most of the time I already know the answer. So when I ask that question and you don't give me that answer, I'm looking like, mm. But like you said, stuff changed, even though I, I came with it my own answer. And if you don't line up with my thinking, then I'm already thinking that it's wrong. or You know, it's not right. Opposed to trying to really understand, like your, your point of view. Yeah, so, but, wow. that, but that lets us know that we work, sometimes we work too hard when it's not even necessary as it relates to communicating. So we just need to relax and go with the flow because we have our own future evidence of what we think may happen with the outcome of the the conversation. Just stay with it. Stay with the flow of the conversation, like really staying in the present. Because what happens at times is when we're communicating, we're we're just, we think we have the ended answer. So we miss so many things in the midst of the conversation. So we need to stop trying hard as it relates to really coming up with our conclusion and just ride the conversation out with the person. And that shows that you all are working together as it relates to whatever's being said and what resolution needs to happen. And I think a lot of that, the barriers to being able to do that include anxiety, not knowing what that 
resolution is going to be in the future. So as a result, we try to piece together everything in order to make sure that it goes our way so that we feel less emotion or less disarray. With anxiety, it becomes very apparent when we can't predict the future or when we are worried about the future. So when we talk about communication, really coming with our own idea of what that conversation needs to be instead of being in the present, like Ms. Sharina said, just being in the present and listening to that individual versus thinking about, okay, well, this is how they responded last time. Yeah, well, this may not be the last time. You know, this is a new time. Yeah. And a lot of times, like you said, you know, we, I know sometimes with conversation with, with people that I communicate with, they be like, well, I didn't ask you to do that. I didn't ask you to, to solve the problem. I just asked you to listen. So we're just doing a lot of premature things that are not even asked of, asked of us when it comes to conversating. So, so for, for those that are listening, if uh, we're in a relationship, I'm in that relationship, and I'm coming to tell you I'm having problems communicating with my spouse, he seems to know everything. He doesn't listen to anything that I have to bring to the table. How can you help me help us when I have to talk to him tonight about this um, promotion that I was given that is going to cause me to move to another state or us to move to another state and I want to bring it to the table and I want to do this but he does and he thinks he knows everything what can help this conversation go that we both can walk away still in love probably coming up with common goal okay we like see compromise and then Figuring out what the common goals is as it relates to communicating. Just making sure that we hear both sides. Because with what you're expressing, you know, we're prejudging. Okay. So really, like, just stepping back and, you know, really sitting down together and really figuring out, you know, first of all, what are we talking about? What is the goal that we want to accomplish within the conversation and also leave it to, you know, one thing at a time, you know, we jumble and we put a whole lot of things within the conversation patterns that where it becomes very overwhelming, overwhelming. So really, you know, like I said, just coming up with one specific goal, one thing at a time, you give his side and you speak your side and say, Hey, you know, how can we compromise as it relates to what's being said and what's what needs to be done, if something needs to be done at that time period. So we want to make sure that we are at the right place of where we are both working together within the conversation. Okay. Maybe we maybe in this conversation we just discuss the problem, not discuss the outcome. Okay. So really figuring out where we are together as it relates to in the conversation. And not rambling. Okay. You know, because sometimes we just ramble from one thing to another. So, yeah, just really coming up with that specific goal. And that may be just to discuss the problem. Okay. So so going into the the conversation, because we're going to have this conversation tonight. Okay. Well, you don't prepare uh, before it? No, I have, I, I'm prepared for it. So how do I prepare my spouse? So that's a good thing. Yeah. So you want to call them ahead of time or let them know that, that you would like to have the conversation tonight 
and see if it's okay. And if they're not okay to have it tonight, when do you think will be a good time? So that time and that that comes right back up in mm-hmm. communication. So yeah. if you listen and when, when you have like big things or major things that make sure that timing is and how do you do that? Some things happen, you know, like right there in that moment and you might not have that that space to, hey, I'm going to text you at lunchtime. I'm like, tonight, can you get home early enough because it's something important that I want to talk about. But even in preparing them, that mindset that um, don't get, don't drink too much because we got a, a, a serious conversation to have at 11, <laughs> you know, or tell your boys you see them later, whatever it is. For the, for the men, if if it's money, look, don't spend a whole lot of money today because we're going to be talking about finances tonight. So that way, when you, when they show up to that, to that conversation and you saw that, that receipt, that you're not upset going into something that you're trying to smooth out. So timing and just really understanding one another, being there in the moment, showing up for each conversation can help in communicating. And if, if you are in a, a relationship now that you are struggling in the area of communication, it's okay. And I say it's okay because you realize where you are at and you can make a difference. And it all starts by you. Don't look to your significant other to start. If you start to change, your change will cause a response for someone else that has to change. And they change based on your change because they give a new response because you are a new person and you're doing something different. So their response has to be different based on your change. Why? Because you are different. So work on you first and communicating and then share what you learned for yourself. Maybe that can help your significant other, but it starts with you. And that's just me talking. That's Tracy. So Miss Sasha got a lot to say over there. Go ahead, Miss Sasha. <laughs> just to kind of piggyback off of what Miss Tracy just said, it does start with you and that there is a ripple effect, but a lot of times we expect that ripple effect to happen immediately. And Behaviors are hard to change, you know, no matter what they are. Change is just hard Mm -hmm. in general. So it may not happen in a month. It may not happen in a week. So just being able to recognize that changes in how we communicate and how we talk to each other take time as well. But just hearing what you said, you know, if someone comes home and they, hey, listen, I got this promotion, the scenario that you just presented what I heard with a lot of that, going back to checking yourself, is that there was a lot of emotion about how that person and that other individual had communicated in the past and those preconceived notions that, oh, mm-hmm. this person is going to be very defensive in the future when I do have this conversation with him or her. So I have to keep my guard up. That's what I heard mm-hmm. when you said that, yo, you know, this person always has to be right or this person. And I don't want to have this conversation if we already know that. They're not going to be open to listening. A little bit of that is what I heard when you did create that scenario. So going back to what you said about checking your own emotions, checking how you communicate, because how you present a situation is going to start, create that spice and that flavor and how that conversation is going to go, how that communication is going to go. If you're going to be very aggressive versus assertive or passive, then that's going to create a lot of tension with how that conversation is going to But then also starting with the facts instead of starting with a lot of the emotions. Well, I wanted to bring this to your attention because I know that you got some other things going on and I know that you always feel like you're right. And 
wow, we've just turned this conversation that's supposed to be open into a very accusatory uh, (laughs) dialogue. So just recognizing that, okay, I'm going to start with the facts. This is what I got today, a promotion. This promotion may require that we move or expect that we move. Those are the facts. That's all. Mm -hmm. And so then having that conversation based on the facts. And then like what Ms. Smith said, is what's the goal? Is the goal to just identify the the concern that you have so that you and your spouse or your partner can conversate or communicate, excuse me, or is it to create the outcome and make a decision? So is the goal to just say, hey, babe, this is what it is. I don't have an answer and we both need to kind of talk about it. Or is the goal to say, we need to have an answer right now. So those are two different things. Those are two different conversations. And that's probably why sometimes our spouses you know, shut down because we already got the beginning and the end and the at the, the beginning part of the conversation. So, yes, yeah, really slowing it down and really figure out what we're doing. Now, can we take notes while we're conversating with our spouse or with whoever we're conversating with? I think that's a good thing. I it do. might be good, but if you did it on me, I'm going to be like, oh, you trying to be funny? <laughs> like, I know you can understand. I'm just saying. Because oh, okay. um, okay. you got to know your spouse. So if, if, if your spouse is that type of person, okay. then it's normal for you. Okay. Like, we've been together 27-ish years now. Okay. Let him pull out a piece of paper while I'm talking and start writing. I'm going to be like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Am I speaking a different language? Because it'd be out of character. Okay. And then if he tells me, like, you know what, Tracy, I'm working on something different. Because half the stuff you be telling me, I really don't get it. But I notice that when I write it down, I understand. Then I'll be like, he finally got it after all of these years. And a good example, send him to the grocery store. If I tell him to get three things, he's only bringing back three things. Mm -hmm. If I go over three, he go, Tracy, you better write it down because I stopped listening after the three. That's just too much. So for that, I had to write it down for him to go to bring back the things. But me, he could have told me 15 things in two seconds and I would go to the store and bring back all 15 of them plus another five because I'm just like that. (laughs) <laughs> so I'm definitely hearing. So I'm definitely hearing that you really need to know the person that you're con- yeah. you're communicating with, regardless of who it is. Yeah. You really know yeah. need to know their listening style, how they learn. It's just a whole lot of things that you really need to know about that person when it comes to effective communication. Yeah. And we we know, but then we go on Facebook, or we see what your husband got you for Valentine's Day. Uh. And then we go home and we be like, because we start comparing it to everything else opposed to who I'm with and what we have and what we established. Mm -hmm. So stop trying to be like the Joneses and just be you. Just me. Oh, that's so good. See, Sasha? (laughs) Figuring out what works best for you and best for the, you know, for the person that you're communicating with, because it is a partnership. As it relates to communication, it's not one way. And even just to kind of expand this whole notion of while we think about February with love and romantic relationships, but just even expanding com- conversation and communications to our children, our, you know, caregivers, as I know for me, as my parents are aging, our communication looks a little different now. Thank you. Yeah, because our roles are changing, but then... So that communication isn't just with significant others, it's across the board. And I think that we get into this 
unhealthy cycle of wanting to have the answers and wanting to kind of control different things when we just want to get to the end result. And especially with children, you know, communication is a huge component as they're growing up, learning how to articulate their feelings, learning how to problem solve. So we as adults, if we are trying to dictate that without guidance and we're trying to control it versus having basic problem solving and really talking it out, then we begin to create adults who maybe are not emotionally aware. Correct. And then we get into relationships with adults that are not emotionally aware. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are today, right? So th- th- this has been an exciting conversation just on on communication, just talking, and the value that we've um, gained out of communicating, that communication is important in any and every relationship, that there are many factors that can cause harm to relationships, whether it's finance, whether it's intimacy or lack of trust. But communication, it always seems to show up at the top of the barrel. So again, regardless of where you are, if you feel that you're a good communicator, just get a bad experience and see how you communicate in that. If you think you're a bad communicator, all you have to do is try harder. We've given you some tools You can go back and press the replay. (laughs) You can share. You can Google. You can do what you got to do to become a more effective communicator when it comes to relationship. And again, this is just me. It's Tracy, Sharina, and Sasha. And we enjoy talking about communication and this thing called love. So if you love yourself, communicate that. If you love someone else, communicate that. But in all that you do, Don't stop talking, whether it's verbally or non-verbally. Show love for your sister and for your brother. And that's just me. Thank you so much for listening to Just Me Podcast. If you are seeking further one-on-one consultations, worksheets, and action steps from the ladies at Just Me Podcast, please review the monthly subscription packages starting at $9.99 at www.patreon.com backslash Just Me Podcast and the number one. If you are seeking further one-on-one diagnoses, interventions, and treatment plans, please consider scheduling an appointment with an individual counselor at Journeys Counseling Center. Journeys can be reached at 336-294-1349. The mission of Just Me Podcast is to use authentic conversations to uplift one's mind, body, and soul. The goal of Just Me Podcast is to offer affordable education and insight to individuals who experience financial barriers to accessing individualized behavioral health support. With that being said, the information, including opinions, advice, and recommendations discussed in this podcast, is intended for informational and educational purposes only. Such information is not intended to substitute the recommendations of your own licensed therapist or healthcare provider. Although we are licensed behavioral health professionals, we are not your licensed behavioral health professional. As a result, the advice mentioned on this podcast should not replace the recommendations offered by your own qualified health professional.